Hi, I'm Greg Rockefeller. I'm Beth Rockefeller. And I'm Mia Rockefeller. And this is Reading with the Rockefellers, a family YA book club podcast. Today we'll be discussing Glass Sword, the second book in the Red Queen series by Victoria Aveyard. So grab a copy and join us on this literary journey. I try not to remember the faces of the dead. Running for my life makes for an effective distraction, but even the constant threat of annihilation can't block out everything. Some losses are impossible to forget. Walsh, Tristan, and now Walliver occupy the corners of my mind, catching like deep gray cobwebs. My existence was their death sentence. And of course there are other ones I've killed outright, by choice, with my own two hands. But I don't grieve for them. I can't think about what I've done, not now. Not when we're still in so much danger. Welcome to Reading with the Rockefellers. This is Season 2, Episode 15, Glass Sword, Chapter 16. Hi! Finally got through that one. (laughs) I had to read that three times. That's not true. This is not a good chapter. I mean, it's a good chapter, but... It's not a good chapter! Yeah, not, not a lot good's gonna happen here guys i hate to be the bearer of bad tidings yeah this this chapter only like covers maybe 10 total minutes in time yeah it's just like a lot maybe maybe there's a lot packed in there yeah and like it's like some of these majority of that is the time that they are like arguing on whether or not they're gonna cut the body down right yeah and like some of these chapters cover like a whole day or like they take place over days not this one no maybe 10 minutes because we know what happened at the end of the last chapter. They they found Walliver mm-hmm. hanging yeah. there from a tree. Yep. So clearly, you know, this is this is Mare's already prone to attack herself for any kind of negative outcome. So yep. clearly, this is setting up for some some Mare self hatred. She's going to internalize the heck out of this. She's already done it. Yep. Two paragraphs into the chapter. Yeah. And we're already getting some some pity, some, some full, self-pity here. Yeah. Some Full-blown mare panic attacks. Yep. Cal is like, okay, so that sucks. Let's go. Like, <laughs> let's just keep on moving. We need and, to keep moving. And they're like, I mean, hold on a minute, dude. The kid just died. Right. You know, like, this This is the person we're here searching for, and now he's dead. Somebody got here before us. Like, we need a minute to process that. And he's like, oh, whatever. And Farley's, like, retching. Yeah, Farley's in the corner trying not to puke. That and happens a lot more than you think it does. Yeah. Farley trying not to puke. It's, it's not the fact that it's a dead body. She's seen that. It's because right. it's the person they were. Yeah, it's, it affects right. her on an emotional level. Yeah. And Shade is, like, right there. Like, are you okay? She's, like, waving him off. <laughs> I'm fine, or whatever. He's yeah. he's just over there like, are you okay? Yeah. And and now making sure that after making sure that Farley's okay, he turns his anger to Mare and Cal. And he's like, You needed to see this. This is what happens when we fail. God, Shade. This is the first time we see Shade real angry. <laughs> right. And I he get is it not happy. I get it to an extent, but as we'll find out. Cal is already sensing something that they're not because they're so emotionally involved. Because this hits them all really, really hard. 
because this is the first one that they've been going at, looking to try to find that they've been beaten to. And they know this is probably going to happen more than this. Right. At least oh, yeah. that they've been beaten to that they know so far. Right. The that first one that they found. Correct. And so close. You know, if they hadn't needed to cause the distraction in the square or whatever, they would have gotten to him in time. Maybe. Maybe. But that's what Mare's telling herself, obviously. Correct. And that's kind of the point I think that even Shade is making. It's like, yeah. we, you know, we have to be smarter and get there, but... The only other way they would have gotten into that, they needed to get those records. And the only other right. way they would have gotten in there, other than what they did, was to take like four days to find it, sneak away in, which wouldn't have helped Waller either. any either way. Right. But I get what they're, I, you know, they're, it's every single loss like this is just crushing to them. Yeah. And Mare is quick to snap back at Shade that she doesn't need a lesson. It's like, this is not, now's not the time, you know. Right. Everybody here is grieving. We're upset. This might as well be a grave. So we need to be respectful. And then she wants to cut him down. Yes. Yeah. And Cal's like, I don't think that's a good idea. Like, we shouldn't cut him down. And then Farley's like, well, fine, then I'll, I'll cut do him it. down. Yeah. Right. As if she you is. doing it well, is going to be a better idea than Mare doing right. it. Well, right. I'm Farley. <laughs> and Cal's like, leave the body alone. And they're like, well, the, the body has a name. name. Yeah. Come on. Just because his blood isn't your color doesn't mean we can leave him like that. Wow. Ouch. It, right. But then Cal is like, wait a minute. Hold up a second. Where is everybody else? Why is nobody here in town grieving for this kid? You know? There's a reason why the square is empty. Like, didn't this kid have any family that's going to show right. up and mourn hey. at his body? Right. You know, why Why is it empty? Why is there no... There's people everywhere except here. Here. Yeah. It's one place, right here. There's no one but this body, and we're here. Very odd. And it wasn't hung with the other bodies that were there for display. Right. Right. Either. Also, there's... Not only is there no one here, there's nothing here. Like... There's nothing around this body. Does that Correct. not strike anyone as weird? Yeah. yeah. Li- there's not even crows, like, circling the body. And Cal, as much as I know Farley's seen some stuff and these people have seen some stuff, Cal has seen a lot of things being on the front line or being where the war is. And on an things. actual battlefield. And he knows, yeah. so there's something not right here, and he's, it kind of sticks out to him immediately. Yeah. So, instantly, uh, Colonel... Or was it General Akbar? Whatever from Star Wars popped Admiral up in my Akbar. head. Admiral Akbar. It's a yeah. trap. Yeah, yeah. It's a trap. It's a trap. Yes, because it is it's most certainly, indeed, a trap. Yeah. Right. Cal notices like some shadows moving down an alleyway, and his face just like freezes and right. ices over. You know. And this is when the mayor starts hearing this like clicking sound. Yeah, this weird. She so had like mechanical clicking. Right. She doesn't know what it is. So they need to move because they're clearly right in the middle of a trap that's getting sprung. Right now, let's get right out of now, here. Right now, let's get out of here. But they can't move fast enough. No. Shade is running towards them to teleport, but is just basically speared out of nowhere by, were they nymphs? 
No, Swift. 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 The mm-hmm. super fast ones. Yes. Not just, not Taylor Swift fans. Mm-hmm. Not Taylor. Not, no, those are Swifties. Those are Swifties. Okay. Swift. Yeah. Come out of nowhere and take Shade down. Because yeah. they know what Shade can do now. Yeah. They figured it out. And then out pops Maven. Here he is. Yep. Yep. I'm assuming it's him that kicks Mare in the chest. And she tumbles down this hill and, like, you know, ends up face down in the dirt. I thought it was Ptolemus that got her first, but maybe I'm it, wrong. It might be. They don't really say who kicks her. She, they just say she feels a kick. Right. She's, she's, well, I mean, first Ptolemus grabs her, then she gets kicked. Right. And she's, we kind of skipped over a bit there. And I, on the lesson, on the episode plan, I have lesson plan. The episode plan, I have the click, mention the clicking in her ears over and over because she talks about it. And it just keeps getting louder and louder as this whole scene, because this scene, like we said, takes very little time. Oh, yeah. And this clicking sound in her head just keeps getting louder and louder, and she's not able to focus on or her even abilities. Really move, or even really like move. It's walk. Right. And yeah, Ptolemus at one point comes out and grabs her by the throat, I think. No, it's her arm. Was it her arm? Yeah. And then I think she starts fighting to kick away, to get away, and that's when she gets kicked. It may have been Ptolemus, may have been Maven. It may have been someone else. I. Who knows? But it's kind of a shuffle right but now. But Maven's there. Maven's there. Yeah. She says when she opens her eyes, she wants nothing more than to go blind. Okay. That's a bit dramatic. It's a bit dramatic, Mare. A little bit. Because crouching right in front of her is Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. It's International Maven. movie star Timothy Chalamet. It's Maven. And he's like, you know, doing his Maven thing. And she even, I think, mentions at some point, basically... His voice is like, clearly she doesn't want to hear it, but it's almost comforting comforting because familiar, familiar, right, because of the time she did spend with him that she thought he was somebody else. Right. Well, and it it sounds, he's back to treating her like he did when he was trying to be, like, nice to her and get get her on his side. And she's been picturing this monster in her head for all these days. And he still looks like Maven. But he's being, he's acting like the sweet maven that got her hooked and that's, to begin with. And that's what he still looks like. Like, yeah. no matter what image she tries to conjure of him being evil, he still looks, he's still the same boy. Yeah, still the same dude. Yeah, he's still Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Farley yes. has a gun. <laughs> Farley's got Nothing a gun. Nothing else is necessary. Farley has a gun, full stop. That's the end of the sentence. That's, right? that's, that's all we need. <laughs> Which we know that apparently she has at least two on her at all times. Right. Unfortunately, Under normal circumstances. Unfortunately, she doesn't have a third arm so that she can use all three of those guns at the right. same time. <laughs> or two guns and a knife. Right. So her but own- it doesn't matter because all of the stuff involved in those is metal and Ptolemus can just right. deflect so it So she's just all like Carlton Lasseter. Yeah, Pretty much. exactly. Pretty much. So she- and then she's also like a stormtrooper because she can't hit anything. <sighs> yes. And her and Cal That's are trying. That's not the fault of her it's aim. It's not her fault. That's right. <laughs> right. Her and Cal are trying. They're trying so Mare's hard. pretty much out of it. She's, right. She's just, between the clicking sound in her head and the fact that Maven's there, she's pretty she's much frozen. Just, yeah. Right. And like this white light she keeps seeing in her but, visions. It's like, it's her power, her ability, but she can't control it like she normally does. Right. Because this clicking is like giving her a headache. And the headache is like spiraling her ability out of control. 
And she says they have escaped one noose only to find another. <gasps> oh my god. Every party needs a pooper. That's why we invite him there. Yay. <laughs> Maven like moves like to <laughs> block her from seeing Farley and Cal in the distance. Like, like he wants nah, her look whole at me. attention. Look at me. Yeah. Right. And so much of this reminded me of when Mia was like a toddler. <laughs> And we wouldn't look at her, and she'd climb up on our lap and grab her face, yeah. grab our face, and, make and us be look like, at- "Look at me!" And <laughs> Mama, look at me! Like, okay, well, yes, Mia, how can I help you? <laughs> I was an attention-seeking young child. Like, you I were. love you. I'm like, oh, I love you too. Then I would get off, and I'd be done, and I would give you a cookie. Well, he doesn't. He almost do that, doesn't he? Like, put his hand on yeah, her chin yeah. and like, make no. him make her look at him. Yeah, because she doesn't want to meet right. his eyes. She says she can't. I mean, Meet physically you can, though. Right. She refuses to. But she thinks between that and the, whatever this clicking is that's basically paralyzing her click by click and and is also speeding up. Right. So then her heartbeat's trying to speed up with it. Well, correct. And, and it's like, she's, she's like, I'm going to explode. Either my brain or my heart is going to explode. And none of the other people, even the people with abilities like Shade or the Silvers, seem to notice this. It seems to only be affecting her. Yeah. I figure it's got to be, they don't say what it is in the chapter. They don't, no. Uh, it's got to be like some sort of like EMP type thing or something that messes with electrical like wavelengths or something. Yeah, I it's know gotta they be explain something it later. that Maven has contracted that. I don't remember the later explanation. I don't remember exactly what it was. They wind up explaining it later, but it's, I think it's something along those lines and it, yeah. has, it almost has to be. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be some sort of electromagnetic power suppressant for just thing. her, right? You know, something that's going to be just her, because she says that every time she hears it, it feels like it's like just stabbing into her brain. Yeah. yeah, which sounds terrible. And this is where he grabs her face and tries to get her to look at him, and she still won't. Like, even though he he's got her face like right in front of him, she still won't. Match his eyes with her eyes. You know, she's uh, looking everywhere, and he's like so stubborn. One of your most intriguing qualities, along with this, and then like drags like the red blood across her face, like drags her finger or his finger through her blood. Uh, Like so creepy, so creepy. He's a creepster. Yeah, he really is. Um, when they do finally eventually make this show, and mm-hmm. hopefully it is Timothy Chalamet that plays this character, I'm God, so really excited to. to see the scenes. Or Mark yeah, McKenna. Some of the scenes, but some of these, because I think it'll be really good. I think Mark McKenna is a is a strong second, but I still see Timothy Chalamet when I'm I have a different second, and we've talked about <laughs> this. And Dad and I have talked. Are you, you going to say the person I think you're going to say? Well, oh, no. I, Wait, I, nope. Let's save it. We're going ha- to do a well, mid we already book. Talked, we already talked about him. A oh, mid book? We? Well, yeah, we're already ha- over halfway through. But I mean, at some point in time, we'll do like a review episode for what we've come to so far for this book. Okay. Like we did last time. Yeah. We, well, we may we have time for that in this we episode. We said we may slide <laughs> some of that into this episode because this chapter is so short. Do you I have a lot more notes? Uh, two more pages? How? For just this chapter? I mean, if you didn't prepare for that, then we can. It, it could just be some conversation between us. Right. Okay. I'll 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 table that. Yeah. 
But we, I think we we did bring it up maybe at one point. We brought it up in the first fan casting episode. Yeah. We we brought something up but we'll, about this person. Well, we'll if we have time at the it. end of this the kid episode from Gotham. No. Oh. I do like him too. Yeah, we have some time at the end of this episode. We'll bring it right. Let's, so let's go ahead. We'll, if we have time, we'll we'll, we'll circle, circle back. back. Oh my gosh, are we? We'll circle back, people. Now we are <laughs> so much so. I think it's by twenty twenty two. Everybody is. We'll circle back. We'll circle people back. By now. That. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what we got here. We'll see what happens in the rest of this episode. So. Mare continuing to torture herself says that she recognizes the look of determination in his eyes because it is just like the one that he had on the king's boat when they were going down the river right before he kissed her. And then promised that he would never, he would hurt, never her. hurt her. Yes. Mare, baby, why do you do this to yourself? Because she's Mare. She's Mare. Yep. I mean, I guess I get it, but there, there are chicks that are definitely attracted to the toxicity. Well, there's a whole group you know. of people that still ship these two. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, it's disgusting. It's completely gross. Is done. Yeah, and after you haven't even read the, I've only got halfway through the third, the third book. book. It gets worse. <laughs> yeah, they're like, Mare's the only one that'll ever truly know who Maven is. And ever truly be able to understand him and help him. Maven doesn't know who Maven hurt. is. Um, work through his hurt. He's already killed how many people? I think it's past exactly. time to worry about working through anybody's hurt at this point. Exactly. But he finally speaks to her and he says, I said I would find you. And this is when he moves his hand down to her yeah. throat and grabs her throat and like squeezes it to where she can still breathe, but she can't. Speed. Talk like he cuts off her voice box, but not her airway, because he doesn't want her to be able to scream. And the clicking is like is still just going on, and like yeah. her, so she's she's almost kind of suffocating, and this clicking is going on, whatever. So her vision is just yeah, she's like, compromised. I can right relate now. to this because this reminded me of it. That it never lasts very long for me, but what I feel like right before I pass out. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, it's, it seemed like she's about so ready to much pass like out. this, but but for me, it's only like two seconds, and then I pass out. You know, right, right, right. And as a me, as a person who is passed out on a is what feels multiple, like two. Yes, it's, yeah. it's like I just you can't quite breathe, and your vision's just and your vision goes, and then yeah. out of nowhere, you're just, you're just like out, out. Yeah, yeah. But I never have. I don't have like the bright like light exposure thing that she has so that's no. whatever this yeah whatever this, i think maven has brought yeah. is what causes that particular thing to happen but he says i said i would find you and i said i would save you and then he puts his hand on her collarbone and like brands her with his hand print yeah. Does she even? I mean, she, all she knows is she feels the searing pain. I don't even think she realizes what exactly he's done at this point, other than he's burning her. Right, right. I think that's that's just her best guess. Right. Like he uh. must be branding me. Like why else would he be doing oh. that? He wants to see that he's leaving. Right, his mark. He's, he's leaving. A, he, he's taking a mental toll, but he wants somebody to be able to see that he has marked her. Yeah, right. as his or whatever you know some yeah. sick 
disgusting. Whatever that's all about. Disgusting. It's gross. It really is. It's gross. It is. She tries to scream and she can't scream because he's got a hole of her throat, Mm, obviously. So she's just kind of like, yeah. And he says, I'm a man of my word when I want to be. So then you're not a man of your word. Right. I I love that it's like, and he tips his head again. He spends a lot of this scene with like his head tilted to one side. I liked the um, intrigued puppy with a toy. Yeah. That was a good description. That was a good comparison. It was. It's like when Carrie has her toy in her mouth or whatever, and she's just like, "Mm -hmm. Mm mm-mm. Or like when she's Mm -hmm. eyeing a new toy that you just like put in front of her, she's just like, what is yeah, this? Before she attacks it right. and rips the squeaker out. Yes. Exactly. So that's, I mean, it's, it's a one-to-one metaphor. Yeah. She finally manages to choke out the word stop. And she's reaching out for shade. You know, she's got one hand just like held out for shade whenever he can get close right. to her. But instead, Maven takes her hand. Right. And his is still just like, like on fire, hot. obviously. Right. right. And burning her. And then he yells, that's enough, but not to her. So to whoever he brought whoever, with him that's yeah. back there with, you know, controlling Shade and Cal and Farley. And the, and this, this like, thing, whatever's making this clicking noise and doing this to her. Yeah. Whatever, whatever's controlling that. Whatever that right. is that's going on. And she says at this point that his eyes seem to start, like, bleeding. But like bleeding blue, because yeah. she's she's basically getting like tracers. Yes, you know she's passing out and she's starting to see double vision and things right. are starting to blur. So it looks like he's just got like these icicles like falling across his face right. where his eyeballs are. And then she sees the big white flash of light and sound, and it feels like her brain splits open mm-hmm. and her entire world. Is pain. It's her own ability attacking her. She's like overloading. Yeah, she's she's basically being short circuited out almost. Yeah. And then that's to not do with something that she's ever done before. Like she she overcame the circuit in the security center room. All of that machinery and all of that circuitry, and she was able to just punch a fist into it and overload it all. So whatever this is, is obviously, you know, something that's way more powerful and different than anything that she's been up against before. It clearly is some kind of machine or something that's doing it to her. And this clicking sound is all has something to do with whatever they're doing to her. Yeah. And then she, because she's mayor, wonders, is this what it felt like to the people that I killed? Right. To be ripped apart. By my electricity. Possibly. I mean, I feel like it was definitely much quicker than what's happening to her. Yes. But still, this whole thing, like, all of this stuff is probably only, like, two minutes. That's true. This whole thing with Maven probably is not a very long amount of time before she, you know, well, we'll get to the end of the chapter. Right. (laughs) And she's thinking, okay, I need to control this like Julian taught me. You know, I know how to rein this in, so that's what I'll do with this power. I just need to be able to control it. But then instantly her brain is like, you can't control this. You're in too much pain. Even if you could tell yourself you're going to get rid of that pain, you can't. you're not going to be strong enough to control this. Right. 
And so she says she's trapped within herself and that she's dying, but at least the pain will be over. Mayor. <laughs> I know, right? It's not like you have ALS or something. Which is where that actually happens. But she, and she expects like right then to die, but she doesn't die. The pain is just still there. It's like this pain will not end, but it won't let her die either. So it's just like suffering. But again, yeah, it's, only been, a, it's only been tortured. like a couple of minutes. Right. And then there's an, like an explosion of red across her vision. And she can't get rid of that. You know, whatever it is, this red that's exploded behind her vision. She can't blink that away either. So something's going on behind her closed eyes. But she can't figure out exactly what it is. And then she thinks, for some reason, that her skin has melted off by now. I guess, I guess like she can't feel her body. Yeah, she thinks she thinks that what she does to other people is happening to her. I guess she thinks that it's externally, with the way she's feeling, there must be some kind of external, external effect. External effect. Right. Yeah. And so she... Is just basically like saying, kill me. Yeah. Kill me. Kill me. She's trying to say it out loud, but she can't because he's got his hand around her throat. And because I don't think she has any control over her body right now. Yeah. Right. Maven could no longer be there for all we know. Yeah. For the most part. I mean, she's, you know, she's just feeling this pain and intensity all over. And... Cal and Farley are fighting, but, I mean, it's kind of a losing battle for them at this point. Everything seems to be, I mean, it certainly seems to be raining crap on Mayor Farley, Cal, and Shade at this moment. Right. Yeah. And our our chapter ends with, All thoughts of New Bloods and Maven, my brother and Cal and Kalorn are gone entirely. Even the faces that haunt me, the faces of the dead, have disappeared. Funny. Now that I'm dying, my ghosts decide to leave. I wish they would come back. I wish I didn't have to die alone. She's really good at that. She's yeah. really good at the woe is me. Yeah. Cue the Godfather music, that super sad string music. And it's like, I get it. What's happening right now sucks. I mean, but she did you probably to- does feel like she's right. going to die. But did you really have to do the like... <sighs> Thing? I wish you didn't have to die alone. I but wish yeah, you didn't I mean. have to die alone. You're not alone. They're <laughs> literally like right there. Like Maven is killing you, so you're not dying alone. Maven is there. Plus, like, <laughs> like that's that that better. You're never alone when you're with Christ. Right. So there's so that. there go with Christ. Is it really that much better that Maven is there? I, I mean, feel she like thinks she about him all the time. Now she got to see him before she died. I feel there like you she go, Mary. Are you happy? I feel like she would rather die alone than. With Maven right there. Well, and Waller's body's there, too. Yeah. That's true. There's so so many people there, Mary. You're not dying alone. I mean, you know, your brother, Cal and Kalorn are probably there. You're not dying alone, Mary. Everything's fine. Ouch. But another chapter that ends with a... Not Kalorn, Farley. Kalorn's with Nyx. Yes. That's true. It ends with a a mini cliffhanger. What's going on? Is is Mary going to die? I mean, since we have two and a half books left. (laughs) I'm pretty sure Mary's not going to die. Yeah. But how are they going to get out of this situation? Right. Where is she going to wake up? And what is that clicking sound? 
That's a good question. What is going on? We want to know what's creating, what's causing all the issues with mayor. How are they going to get out of the situation? Those are two big questions. And who's going to play Maven in the uh, <laughs> the TV show? Yeah, what have you guys got for Maven? Who are you talking about? We were talking about. We've talked about. I think we brought it up on the actual casting we, one. Yeah, maybe. we did. But no- you kind of shot it down. Noah Schnapp. Noah Schnapp. And I'm telling you, if he can pull off the devious Maven, which I think he can, I still think it should be Timothy Chalamet. But if there's like a reason that he can't, if he can pull off the devious Maven part. He will crush everybody because they will fall in love with him, just like they did Will. And when he does do the turn, oh my God, God. people who've never read the book are going to just literally crap themselves. (laughs) That's true. And that one picture is what sold it for me, just because the look on his face. The look on his face. I could so see him being sinister. It's one look on his face, but I I think that he could pull it off. I just... uh. Right. But then when when you look at him from the back, he's just a thumb with hair on it and a a (laughs) crown. That is correct. That's the one we were looking possibly at. Possibly yeah. thinking, yes. I see. Yeah. So we're just going to get like the entire cast of Stranger Things no. into our show. No. There's, <laughs> that's, that's it, isn't it? That's, and Joseph Quinn. Joseph Quinn. We were thinking about. For Shade. Oh, we yeah. May, we may have to have some. We're going to have I at least actually, a backup there. I do like Joseph Quinn for Shade. I'm not going to lie. Right. Especially seeing more of him, not even as Eddie. Right. Not that I don't like Eddie. Everyone loves Eddie. Everyone but loves even Eddie, seeing him just as but himself. Him just as I hundred yeah. percent can see him as as Shade. Oh Jesus, <laughs> sir! I must demand that you immediately <laughs> cease. <laughs> so he's our you Shade. Yeah. Stop. Have, right have we even got a Cal yet? Still, we're still. I mean, we, well, I mean, we had the casting episode where we did Cal. I don't remember who it was. Well, we're gonna have to. We're Connor adding Jessup. We're mm. unlocking key. We're on. We're adding more people in. So when we do the one at the end of this book, we'll new characters that we need to discuss, which aren't that many, and then we'll yeah. go back and review the other ones to see if there's any new. Because we might have some new people to add into some of the other spots. Yeah. Right. Connor Jessup reminds me of the. Rocket scientist, dude, bro, on that episode of Survivor <laughs> that you guys are watching, season six of Survivor. Yeah, <laughs> that is very much what Connor Jessup looks like. Yeah. He's not as dumb and as that in Lock and Key, but but like he can be the big he can dummy. be a big hot dummy, hmm. for sure. Which is Cal, right? <laughs> in a nutshell, big definitely hot dummy. a big hot dummy. So. I still think he could be beefier, but he can get. We just there. have to get whatever. Get there. Yeah, whoever we get, we just have to put him in the gym. Yeah, they have give him Kumail's trainer. They have trainers that can get them in that kind of shape. Yeah, and they do it all the time. Did it to Kumail? <laughs> well, they've did it people before Kumail, but yes, that one might be the most impressive, though. It's like wow, really? And and whoever got a hold of William Jackson Harper. <laughs> Because well, that didn't come from not a trainer. Well, and whoever worked on David Harbour for season four of Stranger Things. Yes. Yes. Yeah. he lost a ton of weight and, from season and three. And then gained muscle. Right. And his upper body was enormous. Yeah. So, yeah, it can be done. It can be done. I mean, there's going to have to be, regardless, a lot of training for this show for right. fighting and everything. The fight scenes that they have to do, there's going to have to be, like... Hunger Games style right. training. Yeah, I think especially people like Ptolemus, yeah. Evangeline, 
uh, Cal specifically, mm-hmm. Farley, you have to be able to believe that, that they're technically and physically capable of doing right, a right. lot of the things that you see in the show. It and can't you, just be... you also have to believe that they've been training right. for a while. Yeah. Yes. With each other, too. Right. The yeah. scenes where they all fight together have to be, you know, choreographed yes. to where it looks like some of these people have been playing off each other and fighting yes. off each other since they were little kids. Right. right. Agreed. So they are going to have to train them together a lot as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. This is about midway through the books, and we've gotten now to the point where Maris finally come face to face with Maven again. Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's kind of a big deal. It is a big deal in the story, and I think that's why she ended the chapter right here specifically. Yeah. It's a short chapter to kind of let you right happen. Like this is her worst fear for right. the last. Yeah. What ten days? Yes. Maybe even that long come yeah. true. Yeah, and it, I remember ten days to them has probably felt like a lifetime. This right. last ten days, I would That's imagine. True. It's probably felt like about as long as it as it has taken us to record these sixteen episodes yes. of our podcast. Of this podcast, probably. Yeah, I mean, for them, yeah, I'm sure it feels that way. Right. But it, she's very good at when she writes these chapters at doing that, leaving you something with at the end of the chapter. Looking forward, it doesn't always have to be something this big. But it's always like, oh, now I really want to read the next chapter. Right. Which is why the first time I was reading the series, I could not put it down. You could yeah, not. You could I never literally go to sleep. could not put it down. One more chapter. One more chapter. <laughs> yeah. Until I was basically like falling asleep with the yeah. book in my hand. So we Those get are the best kind. We get the best of Maven right here. I mean, you know, making Mare look at him, branding her. Telling her Keith that... Keith Raniere style. Yeah. I told you I would save you. Like... And I told you I would find you. Right. Like, you know, in case you didn't believe me, here I am. Well, and it gives you, like, with all the stuff that's going on, him running the kingdom now, and everything he's supposed to be doing as king, and them going after all these reds with abilities, which Maven knows they're going after to fight this big war... Maven's most important point always still seems to be Mare. He's obsessed with Mare. Regardless of what's going on or everything else, he is so obsessed with her that, like, you feel like there's a way that if they would stop, like, he's clearly a bad guy, but if they Mm -hmm. would really put their heads together and think, they could use his obsession with Mare to their advantage if they really tried, but it seems like they're so, I get they've got other things going on. Right. And they're so focused on, like, no, he, we stop him no matter what. And they're thinking of, like, the quickest way to do it, but not necessarily the best or easiest or most efficient way to do it. Right. And I I feel like as as weird as the relationship that she had, that Marin Maven had before his turn, we keep saying his turn, but it's not like he turned. He was always that way. It was just fake. But it really messes with her because she really had feelings for him. And he... You know what I mean? That that short time that they were together and had this these kind of feelings for each other really messed with her. But I think it messed with Maven oh, yeah. just as much mm-hmm. because as it did her. And I think there was some part of him that did actually oh, I, 100% care about her. 100% he actually cares about her, but he doesn't know how to truly care about someone in that way. Right. So to him, it's a possession thing. It's yeah. He has to have her. Well, and also, 
that's Alara working in his brain oh, yeah. as well. Because Alara wants to collect her like a trophy right. too. Correct, yeah. So she's put that in him. I think that's what ultimately happened was that Maven had a spark of feelings for Mare. And Alara saw it and used that as her way to be able to twist into where we are now. Right. But I don't think she would have chosen this particular way to go about it had there not been something there. To begin with. To begin with. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know, she's kind of interesting and she's kind of different. And and now that's a weakness that she can exploit. Correct. Yes. In Maven. Oh, yes. 100%. That's <clears throat> for sure. And in this chapter, we see a little bit right at the beginning of shade, more shade, compassion for Farley. They haven't yes. come out right and said really anything yet, but Mayor keeps noticing these little moments moments between shade yeah. and Farley. That There's are, definitely something going she on. She clearly there. has There's, more of a connection clearly. with shade than she does anybody else. And- you know, I think the same thing goes for Shade. Yeah. He Personal clearly level, has yes. a bigger connection to her than he does with just like any other Yeah, there's person. clearly something there that... Right. There are moments of vulnerability that they share with each other that they don't that share, they with, don't anyone share else. with anyone else. Right. Yes. And yes, they've been together Scarlet Guard-wise, for a long you know, time. partners and whatever this is for a long time. So they are more on a familiar level with each other right but it goes beyond just like we've but, been yeah. together for like we just we've been by our by each other for they're, a long they're, time they're so like, now we're bonded there's definitely something more almost right like quasi intimate moments where you can kind of catch them she catches them here and there yeah. something that's clearly more they deeper, actually care about each right, other on yeah. a deeper level so that's also interesting to to note in this chapter and then of course the beginning where Everyone is crushed with this with the situation with Walliver, which is understandable. Shade wants to get it through everyone's head. This is so why it's so important. Farley's just disgusted that they lost one. Mare is just yeah. hurt, thinks it's her fault. And Cal, yes, he's a silver, and yes, because maybe it's because he doesn't have red blood that he wasn't as worried about that. But Cal was the only one that saw immediately. That there was something wrong with the whole situation. Right. So it's it's like there's kind of like a ragtag group if they would learn to listen to each other and stop arguing and say, well, you're just a silver. That's why. Maybe it's why he didn't quite care as much. But it's also why he's thinking clearly enough to realize that was a trap right. when you weren't. Yeah. Because there wasn't an, a, as much of an emotional toll. Right. As it would have been if there was like a group of four silver guards correct. there. That he probably would have been crushed and they would have been, been like, correct. okay, let's just go. And they would have been like, yeah, whatever. Exactly. Right. So. And I, I think Mare was all like offended, like, just because his blood is in your color doesn't mean we can just leave him like that. Yeah. But it's like, if, if this was flipped, what? Right. And that was a knee-jerk reaction was. on Mare's part. And yes. understandable, and he, I think he understood it too. Yeah. He was just saying, look, you've got to look past you your emotions right now. Right. Because he also knows Maven. Oh, yeah. And do you think Maven's going to hesitate for one second to emotionally crush you so that he can get you to think about something else while he sets a trap? No. Nope. <laughs> Not even a little bit. So, yeah, short chapter. But kind of a lot of action that packed into that chapter and makes you want to 
want to read the next chapter, which will be our next episode, obviously, and we'll see what happens here. Do they get caught? In- unless we just be really mean and do an actual review right here. Yeah. <sighs> which we might. <laughs> For our next episode? You never yeah, know. Not a bad idea. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. Like you said, this was a bit of a short chapter, but this is kind of a turning point in our story. You know, what's going to happen from here on out. Maven has his hands literally on Mare and, you know, her worst nightmare has come true. So what is going to happen from here and who is going to make it back to wherever they go? You'll have to make sure you tune in to find out. So we really appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Hop on over to Instagram. That's where we are the most active. You can find us at reading with the Rockefellers. We post behind the scenes pictures when episodes drop, stuff like that. You can email us. We love to get fan art, fan casting ideas, stuff like that. That email address is reading with the Rockefellers at gmail.com. We have our YouTube channel where you can find all of season one. They have video episodes to go along with them, as well as our quiz show episode. That was a video only episode released on our YouTube channel. And it is reading with the Rockefellers as well. Or you can just hop on over to our website, which is www.readingwiththerockefellers.com. All of our episodes are there available for you to download. Our fan art section is there. Pictures of our four-legged mascots and our beautiful smiling faces. So check that out as well. We really appreciate you guys hanging out with us this week. And we will see you next week. Bye. 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 Hey guys, this is just Beth breaking in at the end of the episode with an editor's note as I'm getting ready to put this together and publish it. We will mention it later on in another episode, but we got our Spotify wrapped for the year and we saw that we do have listeners. So thank you so much for hanging in there with us through 2022. We have really enjoyed bringing all of this content to you. We know that things have been kind of sporadic with releasing episodes. We haven't always gotten them out on time, but we really appreciate everybody hanging in there with us and we will continue to come back with more content for the rest of this year and in 2023. And we look forward to spending all of that time with you. Thank you so much again, and we will see you next week. <laughs>